0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, a grab bag of the most recent news. Afghanistan continues to unravel. Evangelicals, how are you feeling about that? And uh, Pete Buttigieg is our transportation secretary. We have a supply chain lockdown. Where is Mayor Pete maybe a little news from Tulsa, the death of my good friend Pat Campbell, talk show host par excellence, and maybe a little bit more. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. Like I said, let's do a grab bag of news today. I'm just going to comment on some of the stories that are at the top of my news feed. And first and foremost, at the top of mine is the death of Pat Campbell. Now, I know that I'm on a different radio station right now, but I hope that uh, Brooks will give me a little bit of grace in talking about the host from a different station. A man that I think was unsurpassed in his talent on talk radio. His ability to talk to you about the daily news, and he did it every day on the Pat Campbell Show on Tulsa Talk Radio. Pat is the guy that gave me my first opportunity to do this, to sit behind a microphone and actually engage with the radio listener. I had never done it before. And I'm going to tell you a story about how I met Pat, how he called me up one day out of the blue, out of the blue, and asked me to join him as a routine guest on his show. I'm going to start out today's show by sharing that story with you. I think you might find it interesting. I think you might find it encouraging. I think you might find it to be a bit of a blessing. That how in God's providence, a man who understands or understood this industry better than most, who was as talented as any national voice, I always said I thought Pat Campbell was more talented than some of the national figures, some of the people that we listen to on a routine basis. The guy was really good. The guy was excellent. And we were blessed to be able to listen to his commentary, his dissection of the daily news. We were blessed to have the voice of Pat Campbell. And he died. He died yesterday at about 5 a.m., O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Thanks be to God that we have that victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's from St. Paul. His encouragement to the early church that death is not the end of the story for the believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, it's a victory. It's a celebration The sting is nothing but a momentary irritation that if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, that you've believed on the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, that you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believed in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you are saved. If that's where you are, in your heart, mind, and soul, that you've been promised, you've been promised that Jesus has cleansed you from those sins. I was given the opportunity to say that on radio every Friday morning with no censorship, zero, zero. I'm going to tell you a little bit more of this story after we take a break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, I'm, I've been talking about Pat Campbell. Now, for those of you who are in Oklahoma, in the greater Tulsa area, and, the, and when I say greater Tulsa area, I mean the area that stretches oh, probably, I'm going to say, 50, 60 miles Outward, all around Tulsa. I don't know for sure what the listenership of that station was. Now, let me make it clear right now. I'm not promoting that station. In fact, part of the story here is that that radio station started trying to clamp down on Pat. They started trying to censor him and tell him what he could permit his guests to say. And that was shameful. And frankly, that's why I'm on that's why I'm on K.O.K.L. radio right now out of Oak Mulkey, a station that's owned by Brooks Brewers, because Brooks called me and said, if you'd like to do a daily show on our radio station, we will let you say anything you want to say. There will be zero censorship. We respect everything you have to say about the daily news, your commentary about religion and Christianity, your conservative Christian views and how you voice them are welcome here at KOKL, and I'm very grateful for that. And Brooks has kept his word in spades; not one iota of uh, of a hint that uh, don't say that, don't go there. Um, too much Jesus talk. Never, ever, ever have I heard that from KOKL Radio and Brooks Brewer. In fact, the exact opposite. Thank you, KOKL Radio. Thank you, Brooks Brewer. And if you're listening to this show via podcast, you need to go to KOKL Radio and listen to it live every morning, Central Time, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. You can listen to it online at 7.30 a.m. Central Time on KOKL Radio and support that station. And I'm very grateful for the sponsors. When I take a break, obviously we're acknowledging those sponsors. I'm very grateful to the Tulsa Apologetics Group. I'm very grateful to Tatton Manning and Patriot Auto. Thank you to all of you. But I want to talk about You know, a guy who was getting his paycheck from somebody else, Pat Campbell. Now, Pat Campbell had a voice that was perfect for radio. I mean, he he had the gift. But he also was a tenacious reader, a voracious reader of the news. He knew what was going on, not only in his local area, but he knew what was going on nationally. I think Pat Campbell was as gifted as anybody Frankly, I think he was a better commentator than some of the people that you you know about nationally. Um, I could go through the names, but just think of your national voice, your national talk radio or conservative commentary figurehead. Just think about if you were to look it up in the encyclopedia or if you were to do a search on your search engine. I'm going to try to stop saying Google, by the way, because Google is a joke. You need to go to DuckDuckGo or someplace else to do your searches. So if you did a search on conservative talking heads, conservative commentators, I think you would see a variety of different people come up as poster children for that particular profession. Well, Pat Campbell would be right there at the front of the pack, in my view. He was very talented. How did I get involved in Any of this stuff, I had zero, zero, no experience, and I'm not exaggerating, zero experience behind a microphone other than as a college president, I would stand behind a lectern once in a while and deliver a lesson, teach a class, or give a pep talk on behalf of my university. Oh, I did that, but I didn't have hardly any experience doing anything else. And I get a phone call while I'm sitting in my office one day at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and it went just like this. And my memory of it is incredibly clear. I, mean, I, I, I just remember I, I picked up the phone and I hear this booming voice Dr. Everett Piper, Pat Campbell from The Pat Campbell Show. I need a conservative religious guy. I've lost Father Jonathan Morris. Cardinal Dolan has tapped him on the shoulder and told him he has other things for him to do. And Father Morris can't do as much media engagement as he's done in the past. Dr. Piper, I need a conservative religious guy. Would you be that? Would you be my conservative religious guy here on the Pat Campbell Show? (laughs) And I'm thinking, Wow. Oh, how did you even know who I am? Why are you calling me? Well, I didn't even ask any of those questions. I said, well, sure, I'll do it. Just tell me what to do. And the rest is history. The rest is history. I don't know. Some of you listening to this right now, I know, I know you listen to that every Friday morning for probably the next 10 years, close to it. Maybe it was eight. I can't remember for sure. But every Friday morning, I was the conservative religious guy for Pat Campbell. I would call in because, you know, my office was a good 30, 40 minutes away from his studio, so I was very rarely in studio. I would just call in, and many times it was while I was on the road. I remember I would stop while I was driving through, oh, let's just say Indiana or Ohio, and I knew I had to... I, I I had to do my Friday morning gig for Pat Campbell, so I would wait till I had three or four bars on my phone, and I would pull over, and I would stand next to some, some barn or whatnot in the fields of Indiana, Ohio, or Illinois, or I remember doing it in New York, too, when I was up uh, by Buffalo. I'd make sure that I found a place where there was decent reception, and I would stand there next to my car or... Next to a barn or next to a gas station, I would call, and I would call in to be Pat's conservative religious guy. Now, at the front end of this experience, I I, I wrote everything up. <laughs> I actually did. I really did. I would. I, I I just I wanted to make sure I was clean in the way I was communicating. So I would get up really early before that show, and I would make sure that he and I were on the same page with regard to the topics. He would either send me his or sometimes I would send him my suggestions for topics. And then we would agree on that. And then I would actually type up notes, fairly extensive notes. In fact, I still have them. And I would send Pat a Word document of those notes that I would use in responding to his questions. And essentially, those notes became a script for me for that particular show. Now, it worked fine. I mean, Pat kept using me. But you can imagine that no matter how hard I tried, I'm sure everybody listening knew that I was essentially reading from a script in my response to Pat Campbell. And this is a professional. This is a guy who knows what he's doing, and I'm sure he's probably thinking, man, he sounds like a robot. Uh, this is scripted. That's not the way talk radio is supposed to be. I don't want him to sound scripted. But Pat was very gracious with me. He never criticized me. He never said, don't do that. Weekend and week out, I would call in, and I would get a little better, I'm sure, at using my script, reading my script, basically, in response to his question. And there were some downsides to that because very little engagement. If I'm reading off of a script, it's very difficult for Pat to jump in and ask questions because he's he knows, he can see the script, he's got it in front of him too. He knows that if he jumps in, he's going to break my flow and break my, uh, break my commentary, intrude in it, and he's going to make it truncated. So he can't do his job. He can't be Pat Campbell as thoroughly and as boldly as he wants to be because he's trying to coach and nurse this, <laughs> this stupid college president along and how to actually communicate on radio. You know, over time, I, I remember once I emailed him and I said, Hey, do you mind if I don't use my script today? I'd like to try something different. I'll just try to be more spontaneous in my responses to you so that we can be more conversational. And rather than saying, hey, you idiot, that's what I wanted you to do all along, he just said, sure, give it a try. Yeah, we'll do that. So over time, I I weaned myself off of that crutch of having a an actual script, and I would just give him the topic and maybe a few bullet points that I wanted to talk about. I remember once he called me up and he said, hey, this is really good. Uh, you're so much better when you don't read from your script. But it was gracious. It wasn't... It wasn't condescending. It wasn't like he was uh, embarrassing me. So if you listen to my weekly commentary on the Pat Campbell Show, if you went back and listened to every one of them from the beginning until the end of that time frame, you would you would see that uh, I was a different person. I talked more at the end of those shows, at the end of that series of shows, like I am right now. It, no, it, it wasn't perfect. There were... There were ums and ahs, and there was a, a pause where I didn't know for sure what I was going to say next. I was searching for a word that might be better than this or that word. And that's the way communication is, though. Some people are better at it than others. Pat was perfect, in my view. He knew how to do it. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I could even hold a candle to his style but I tried and I learned you always learn by watching people that are better than you you never never surround you, yourself by people who are lesser than you always surround yourself by people who are better and by being around an expert all the time I learned daily how to do this I became better Now oh, I may never have measured up but I became better, and I'm grateful to Pat Campbell for that. Well, here's the deal: at the why did it, people have asked me why did you stop doing that show? Well, here's the reason, and I'll just tell you straight up: is because the radio station was sold to a different company, and the new leadership, the leadership that's there right now, didn't want. Jesus talk. That's a quote. One day, Pat pulled me aside and he said, Hey, uh, Jeremy, the, the new guy, my new boss up here, he doesn't like you. He he doesn't want you saying what you're saying. Now, you, you haven't heard me say this on this show before because I wanted to honor Pat. I didn't want to break confidence with him, but he died yesterday and I am 100% sure that he would have no problem with me telling you this story now. I wouldn't have told it while he was still employed there, because I wouldn't have wanted to be disloyal to him and put him in a difficult situation. But that's not the case any longer. That radio station that supposedly was Tulsa's conservative talk radio, that radio station didn't want conservative talk if it was grounded in Christianity. That's the truth. Pat pulled me aside and said, Hey, Jeremy says you've got too much Jesus talk. He doesn't like me letting you do that. And he also says, Jeremy says, that you have a strange fixation on LGBTQIA issues. And I looked at Pat and I said, Well, you can tell Jeremy and everybody else I'm not changing a thing. I'm not changing a thing. I'm not going to change my commentary. I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus. And I'm not the one bringing up LGBTQIA rainbow nonsense every day. They are. That is news because they bring it up. I'm not the one who brought up a Bergerfeld. I'm not the one who brought up marriage and tried to, and did, legally at least, change the definition of it. The very definition of marriage has been changed, and I have a strange strange fixation on this issue. Men are now women, and women are now men, and I have a strange fixation on this issue. Women are degraded and blackfaced and mocked by trans men who want to play dress-up and put on makeup. Exaggerated features of women essentially malign them Blackface them like racist whites used to blackface African Americans. We're doing the exact same thing to women, and I have a strange fixation on LGBTQ issues. This is nonsense. Tell Jeremy to go pound sand. Tell KFAK Radio that they're a joke, that if they actually think, if they actually think that they represent conservative values, Conservative conversation for this area of Oklahoma—that's nonsense. They're—they're they're misleading people. They're lying to people. And you know what? Pat didn't bat an eye. <laughs> he didn't bat an eye. He said, "I know, and you're still my guy. You're still my conservative, religious guy. I'm just trying to give you a a heads up on what's going on behind the scenes." Well, it wasn't. Long thereafter, I just decided, I- I'm not going to do this. I- I'm not going to have anybody try to censor me. And that's when I got a call from Brooke- Brooks Brewer, the owner of K- Excuse me, KOKL Radio. And that's when I started the rebellion. That's when I started this show. You know, Pat was a, a great, great guy a strong voice for conservative issues. He and I disagreed on some stuff. We disagreed on the marijuana issue. Pat had more libertarian leanings on that particular issue, like some of you probably do. And I had a conservative view of the marijuana issue. I felt that it was a Pandora's box moment. And my view of the of the marijuana thing here in Oklahoma or anyplace else is that if you want to legalize it as a drug, that's helpful for certain ailments, then fine, do so, and then treat it like any other drug. Have your doctor prescribe it and have a pharmacist administer it. Don't start selling the stuff out of the pawn shop or the gas station. Don't start selling the stuff at every little corner pole barn. Have a doctor prescribe it for your illness, and then have a pharmacist administer it, just like any other medication that you get. That, that was my view. It, Pat's was a little different, and... We argued about that big time. One one time on his show, we, we started debating this issue, and I guess my voice started elevating, and I started arguing and yelling back at him. And it, it, this is the context that 99% of the time, Pat and I were on the same page, and we would agree with each other. But this time, we, we didn't, and we were pushing back and forth. And I remember at the end of it, I said, okay, I'm retiring from Oklahoma Wesleyan University as its president here in a couple weeks, and I've got some property up in the Osage Hills, up northwest of Dewey, Oklahoma. I'm going to start growing poppies on my property, and I'm going to start advertising Dr. Piper's pot and pipes and poppies. I'm going to start an opium den up on my property. You have any problem with that, Pat? (laughs) <laughs> he, he laughed. Oh, uh, It was great, great. It was a great show. He actually called me up after the show. And he was so excited. He said, that was great radio. That was great radio. We've got to do this more often. The energy was excellent. That's Pat Campbell. That's Pat Campbell. Now, he and I would have conversations about some meaningful things. I mean, it, it, Pat was was a conservative Catholic a traditional Catholic and I'm an evangelical believer and we have some some issues we have some very different views on theology and he respected my views and he wanted to know my views and out of out of personal deference here I respected his doesn't mean we agreed with everything you know I asked him questions about you know, Mary, I asked him questions about the saints. We talked about salvation and that it's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Here's the deal, people. Pat confessed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior before his death. Pat is with the cloud of witnesses right now. I'm not sure he checked every box theologically correct. I'm not sure I'm checking every box accurately. I don't know. When I stand before the throne at the end of days. I I don't know whether I'll care at that time. I I don't know how we respond to those things in eternity. But I'll know, rather, I'll know where I was wrong. And Pat knows where he was wrong right now, but... Pat confessed Jesus as his Lord and Savior before his death. He said, I don't need anything else. I don't need Mary. I don't need this or that. What I need is Jesus. Pat Campbell, rest in peace. Like I started out saying, O grave, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have victory in Jesus, victory over everything, victory over death. You know, I think Pat Campbell's probably the guy that not only got me started in talk radio, I know that. He's the one who gave this conservative college president, this conservative religious guy, an opportunity to be his, Pat Campbell's weekly voice, weekly partner on issues. But, you know, I got a national platform somewhat after that. I was on a variety of different shows. Tucker Carlson, Stuart Varney's Fox Business Channel. I was on with Brett Baer, on the Brett Baer show, Fox News, Fox and Friends repeatedly. But it all started with a phone call that I received one day from The Factor, Bill O'Reilly's show. Their producer called me and said, we'd like you to go on our show tonight to discuss the Indiana Religious Freedom Act. And of course, I went on. I've told you this story before. I've never known for sure why they called me. Why did they call me? How did they even know about me? Who told them? You know, I think when I have an opportunity to talk to Pat about that in heaven... He's going to wink at me and he's going to say, I never told you this, but the reason O'Reilly called you is that I called the factor and said, you need to have this guy on your show. Piper, I'm the one who primed the pump. I'm the one that got you on those national platforms. I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want to boast about it. (laughs) But. The reason you got that national voice and the momentum and the gifts and the blessings that came with it is because I made the phone call. I know I was going to talk about other stuff, too, today, but I just didn't have time. This is my tribute to my good friend, Pat Campbell, of The Pat Campbell Show. I can just hear him right now saying, Dr. Piper, thanks for being my conservative religious guy. Pat, thank you for being my friend. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.